You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS4 Podcast Studio, welcome to another Colts Blue Zone Podcast. Alongside Mike Chappell and Matt Adams, I'm Dave Griffiths. We do appreciate you tuning in to us uh, on this day uh, where there is a bit of a dark cloud over West 56th Street because of an NFL investigation right now into alleged gambling and a violation of the uh, league's gambling policies. Um, at the start of this week, there was just the first report was that it was a player and then the rumors were kind of out there that it was Isaiah Rogers, and then Rogers, the Colts corner, took to uh, social media to uh, post a bit of an apology saying that he made, quote, mistakes and, quote, took full responsibility, end quote, uh, for said mistakes. Um, obviously, uh, Mike, this is the beginning uh, of a story that ha- has been at the forefront of uh, of the NFL over the past couple of years since uh, gambling and especially sports gambling has become legal in multiple states uh, outside of Nevada and uh, the, the advent of uh, apps that you can have on your phone and it, it, it just it's so much more prevalent now a team in Vegas can you imagine this 10 years ago no exactly who was it uh, who was a court Tony Romo did he get he get fined or something or told not to appear at a some event in Las Vegas yeah because of the gambling aspect of it. And now there's a team there. So it's, 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 we've seen the, the, the Isaiah Rogers thing is it was the latest of, there was it five players were, were disciplined in the last, I don't know, six weeks or whatever. Yes. So, and there's going to be more, there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- this is something the league has got to come to grips with. And I understand the, how it's strange, like you said, there, there, there's the, the league is in bed with the, the, the gambling entities, but you cannot have players gamble. They, they've got, we've got inside information because we're out there all the time. Players have all the inside. Who's practicing? Who's not? Who's in the trainer's room? You can't have players practice uh, gambling on the on t- on the NFL. Or on your own team. It's period, 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 it's period. Yes, like full you, stop. There, yeah, there's there's nothing beyond that because there's very little. There's nothing more important to the NFL than protecting the shield. Jim insu- Jim Mercy talks protect the shield. Then ensuring that what is being delivered to the fans is legit. That it is not fixed. That it is not uh, pre-planned. That there is no uh, skimming uh, over the top of the finger uh, the on the scale or exactly, whatever. Nothing like that. And and I was asked on Twitter this week, like, what? Why is it that the 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 NFL treats this gambling so important? Where uh, at the same time they have different penalties, maybe less penalties for violent offenders for uh, certain uh, alleged crimes. And I think that that's a complicated question to answer in some part. But the easiest way to say it in just a, in ten seconds is, if. If people look at the NFL and think, ah, I don't know about that. I think you're trying to pull one over on me. WWE. Then the dominoes fall down. Yeah, once you start thinking everything's scripted, you know, there's already plenty of conspiracy theories about what are the refs doing and and stuff like that. And there's been some suggestion, you know, the Colts lost some games last year in kind of a weird way. And I I don't think that has anything to do with this gambling allegations, but it does sometimes create the appearance of impropriety. And sometimes that's worse than they're actually being an impropriety. And Dave, you bring up a really interesting point, and I agree 100% with you. We've talked a little bit about it, is there are some, in the list of indiscretions, 
gambling is number one, and there's a gap between them to number two. Mm-hmm. Whether it's PEDs, whether it's treat drugs, whether it's some type of domestic violence, it, it, you, it, those are awful. Those are awful. But but the penalties won't approach what betting a player betting on games and certainly betting on his own team. Those that the hammer there is going to be massive. And we can talk about it. I anticipate an indefinite suspension. Whether it'll be a lifetime ban, I don't know that initially that's what it will be. You and I talked, it's probably an indefinite suspension where, yeah, this time next year you can reapply and we'll either say you can reapply next year. Right. And, and, and what it's been so far, what we have seen from players um, and and coaches even, is uh, that you know, strict uh, is that violations of this gambling policy? We've seen a couple six game suspensions. We've seen a couple indefinite suspensions where you can reapply for reinstate. Calvin, Ridley, for reinstate. Calvin exactly. Ridley was indefinite, and that was because uh, you're betting on NFL games. I think, or alleged betting on NFL games, I should say. That's what uh, the reports have, uh, have have claimed for all the players who have been suspended, quote, indefinitely. The suspensions that have come that are just six-game suspensions are for players who allegedly bet on non-NFL games, like on Major League Baseball or NBA games or, I don't know, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, college football. But they did it at team headquarters or on, like, a team trip, which is essentially assumed to be team team headquarters. You're on on duty. That that is not allowed. That is is, uh, where where the line has been drawn for the league right now. And and to, to... to kind of talk about the morality of this is again something that is 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 a is a flexible reality I think because of just the difference between ten years ago what the NFL thought and now and when you're talking about comparing this to something like a, a domestic violence allegation there are things that are like what Ray Rice did that are on video and immediately the NFL knows well this can't happen there are others where there are charges brought against somebody and then there's a settlement. And nothing is ever pursued after that legally, like in the system. So it, it's there are things that are in, in some of those instances that I think come to people's minds when you say, oh, this, this person was a, a accused of this. Well, it never went that far through the legal system to unveil all the facts and to make everything public and to um, – and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about – uh, I'm not trying to say – one one aspect is right or wrong here. I'm trying to give you people who are listening some insight to to the NFL's uh, reasoning behind what they do. Uh, I think a lot in the most serious cases, like the Ray Rice instance, what I'm thinking of, like he he didn't he never played again, from what I remember. It, it, I thought it, he tried to come back and, 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 and never he did. Just never did. He never did. Um, things that are like like the Deshaun Watson scenario, something that comes to mind. That one. Deshaun Watson was never criminally charged with anything. Like, that was always a civil case. And there's a difference between criminal and civil. And I can understand people getting upset by that and frustrated by that because the level of personal evidence against one person, like, I get it, but there needs to be a line drawn somewhere. And when it comes to violent accusations or violence uh, by players who are accused of, of some things, I think we need to... We also need to understand the reality that the NFL is a violent game and the NFL needs violent men to play their violent sport. And so that is perhaps why the NFL is more. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to make a, a statement right or wrong. Again, I'm trying to explain how but the, the NFL but comes the vast majority of those guys 
can leave it at work. Yes, yes, completely. And, and, and that's you're right that you need the violent guys, but but you but they need to be guys who can control their violence. I get it. Like I completely right. get it. I'm trying to just explain how the NFL comes to this I, this conclusion I agree that, with you. that guys who are that guys who have been accused or have been charged with violent crimes will still come back and, and play in the league is because the league needs violent guys. And, and once again, I am not making a personal decision like uh, right or wrong in that. The NFL being a, an organization, a corporation, is making a corporate decision that this is a violent game. We need violent guys. So there needs to we be need some guys kind who of can wiggle inv- room can inflict violence. Like, yes, there's but, still going to be right, punishment. Right. right. But right, there right. needs to be some wiggle room there. And for, for them, it's, it's much worse. For them, for the NFL, it is much worse to have a, an appearance of, um, of games that are fixed or appearance of games that are not natural due to gambling than it would be to have the appearance of a violent game because it is a violent game so is, is what I'm trying can't to say. Gambling will never, ever be a part of the league, ever. Right. It can't be. Like, like for all the things you've mentioned, it can't be because then, like you said, and Matt mentioned, you, then when something happens, a quarterback fumbles a snap, a receiver drops a wide open ball, whatever. You're thinking, I wonder, mm-hmm. because yeah. you, you see, you see movies where that's the case. Can't have it. Once you have the doubt slip in that well, maybe this isn't on the up and up, your enterprise is dead. So from uh, Isaiah Rogers' post on Monday, I'll give you a little bit more from it. Quote, I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment, and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL, and I've never taken that lightly. I'm very sorry for all this. So the Colts are aware of the investigation. Shane Steichen uh, did uh, his best deflection uh, this week when he was was asked about it uh, over and over, did not have uh, too much to say. talked a little bit about what the league does in terms of educating players, which... And the, and the league's in town this week. The, I, I, very coincidentally, the league is in town, it, or it, ironically, It was a coin, whatever word, yeah, yeah but it, it, it was scheduled. Yeah, it might it might creep into the realm of, uh, of irony wow. because of the certain <laughs> scenario, exactly, of, of what's going down, um, but... Um, but 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 the deal is, and talking to other players, it seems like it seems like they know, like, it, it, there, there's no... There's no it, it, it's not too complicated as to what you're Ign- allowed to do. Ignorance what you're not is not a defense. No, it's, and, and ignorance, even if you don't know, it's not a defense. Like you should, you have to know. You don't bet at team headquarters. You don't bet on the NFL. Boom. And, or like talking to a guy like Kylan Granson this week. He's just or EJ Speed. They're like, just don't do it. Like just, just there's there's too much that can go wrong. Just just forget about it. And, and what are you doing betting fifty dollars, a hundred dollars here and there anyway? Like you're making, like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars anyway, if you're making these small bets. Like think, you say, well, what, what's the point of it? I think that's, that's a hard thing. Like, as I say it, that's hard. That's really hard. Uh, it, it's not the best, I don't think, um, um, argument against it. So just, just yeah, I, I would say forget I said that because for some people it is something that, 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 that is just a heart and an itch they have to scratch. So, so forget that, that I was saying it like that. I was going to say, I, I think this shows you that whatever disease, addiction, whatever you want to call it, people have it. I, I used to gamble a lot just because you, you get a buzz. You, you do. Yep. And you get to the point that you don't care if your team won, did they cover? Right. Which is, you know who the gamblers are when they say, did they cover? Good teams win. Great right. teams cover. But but what <laughs> I think where it shows you uh, the level of, of itch is when a player can't even wait to drive down to the Starbucks 
on whatever it is, 56th Street or whatever it is, Georgetown, and place a bet. You do it at the complex. So it's obvious he's got a problem. You know, these guys that have been caught, uh, the, the, the four or five Detroit Lions and the Washington Commander guy, they've got it. It's a problem. And you don't mean to make light of it, but like you said, it's ignorance is not an excuse. These players, they, they've been told the, the league meets these players every year. I'm sure the team has seminars, whatever, that, that these players know. And it's hard for me to believe that anyone, any player in the NFL doesn't realize you can't bet, one, on the NFL, two, on your team. Right. So it, it maybe that shows you the level of of addiction that, that it that it can be. But I saw the one thing that Isaiah said, well, I hope to rectify this situation through the process. Well, there's not much you can do. Yeah, except it, to sit out. You you've done your you've done your part. Right. So now again the issue is gonna be is how heavy is the hammer and it's gonna be heavy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the that's a good question. When I would hope, from the team standpoint, that it's sooner rather than later. This, and we can get into it later. This is of all the positions on the team. This is from a team standpoint, not a right. personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I could have picked a better or a worse area mm-hmm. to hit to, to lose a top player cornerback. But uh, they're going to have to find. They're going to have to scramble to either really go young this year or try to find a veteran in June, which is never an easy yeah. thing, thing to do. I was going to say there, there are some quarterbacks out there on the market right now, Matt. Like I was looking at some of the the um, just the list earlier, and uh, who would we say, chap, that was just signed by Cam the Bills? Cam Dantzler. Yeah, Cam Dantzler, cornerback. I think Marcus Peters is available out there. There's a couple other guys. Ronald Darby, I think, is, is another name uh, that, that that's out there. So. There, there are some, if we want to talk football for, from this standpoint, like you have Kenny Moore, who's an experienced cornerback right now. And after that, there, there's basically nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, it's, it's nothing. nothing. So, so they, if, if you want somebody experienced on the outside playing cornerback to help groom some of these young guys that you just drafted, they need to go get somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It, 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 again, when we say there's nothing there, we're not talking about from a talent t- standpoint. We're talking purely from an experience standpoint. Dallas Flowers doesn't have much experience. Rodgers himself, even if he's able to play, which he's not going to be able to, doesn't have much experience. And then they drafted two guys who were mm-hmm. expected to, to have a big contributing role here in the secondary. So, yeah, they've got to look, they've got to look at the veteran somewhere. And, and, and last year it was all – everyone was seeing Chap. It was Brandon Faison was playing, and everyone was asking, why isn't Isaiah Rodgers playing? That was kind of the right. over and over again uh, question uh, earlier and in the year. And Isaiah starting nine games. He did end up starting more right. later, yes. So, and again, on top of that, you're losing your, your best return guy guy mm-hmm. so it, it, the only way this would have been worse is if this happened if this came out like in in mid-june and the team didn't know about it until camp was over and all this because right now you you, you haven't had I, I i don't think the team knew about this until monday mm-hmm. uh, the fact they drafted three corners that's just coincidence. They needed corners anyway. Anyway, anyway. But but if you if this had happened in in May, then you're probably more active. Not more active. You're active in free agency to get to get your corner because then he then he's got the 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 opportunity to to go through your offseason work. Whoever you bring in now, if you bring somebody in, his first really chance to to practice will be in training camp. Yeah. So it's not a good situation for the team, and it's an 
awful situation for the player. Now, I'm trying to think of uh, positions that would be worse to, to lose a guy like I, I, on this roster, and I think Bernard Ryman might be one of them or, uh, or Braden Smith, like one of your outside tackles might be worse just because of who, who's behind them. But like even, e- even if you lose one of the two quarterbacks, you have another quarterback, they're like, okay, we'll just give it to Anthony Richardson too, and he does it. Oh, okay, we'll just give it to Gardner Minshew. He's experienced. I mean, if, like if you lose if, Michael if, Pittman Jr., then you, you still have uh, Anthony, uh, Alec Pierce, who has some, a good amount of experience. If it's one Last of your, your really core guys, if, it, if it's JT, that's different. Well, of course, yes. But, but, no, it, but I mean, it, you still have guys who are experienced really right, behind them. Right. The, the lack of it, you know, there's, I always try to remind people that when, when, Tony, Tony Dungy always used to get on me because I'd say, well, you, you've got a lack of depth at this position. He said, no, we don't. <laughs> well, every team's got depth. you got players. Right. It, it, it's the quality of the depth, and it just so happens that, that they're going to lose a projected starter at a position where they really couldn't afford to do it. Yeah. I, th- I think the only position where they, they would be thin and would be maybe linebacker if Shaq Leonard couldn't play and you had somebody suspended, they don't have a yeah. lot of depth there. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's as dire as right. the secondary. Yeah, you'd have Zaire, obviously, and EJ Speed. but And, and then after that, because yeah, that, that exactly. was a position that we thought they might address in the draft, right. and they right. never and they, did. And they didn't. Right. So, and, and maybe they'll bring in a, a mid-tier veteran guy, you know, closer to camp or something. Yeah. So so if we're looking at like at what's going to happen next, Chap, uh, you, you, if, it's, if it's just minor uh, things, uh, allegations like we talked about if it's against if it's non NFL games is what the investigation unveils then it's probably gonna be six games like we've seen if it's gonna be betting on NFL games indefinite suspension and then a possibility to be reinstated after one year which is what has happened to Calvin Ridley reinstated now if it is deemed that Isaiah Rogers or anybody now in the NFL has bet on his own team or in a game where his own team has played, God forbid, against your own team. Or if you say, well, Matt, Matt Ryan's uh, over-under for interceptions in this game is, uh, is, uh, is one half. I think he's going to throw at least one. So even if you play defense and you have nothing to do with that, you put money on over Matt Ryan interceptions. If you which bet is, on which your is why team, players can't gamble. Exactly. Right? If you bet on your team or against your team, you say it's still possible to see, quote, indefinite suspension comes out. But if that's the case, I would find it highly unlikely that Isaiah Rodgers returns to football at least anytime soon, within years or year or years. I guess I'd just be surprised if the term banishment is is in the discipline. Okay. Because I don't know that it's ever have they ever had that. Have they ever banished a player? Uh, I can't remember what the Aaron Hernandez thing was. How that worked worked out. It was that's different. That's totally different. I just the indefinite the term indefinite suspension sort of it keeps banishment in, in the ballpark. Right. So, uh, but, but again, if, if you bet on your own team, that's a, that's an area you can't go to, and it'll be very curious if the league takes that strong of of a, of a stance. And then, what what does the NFLPA do? They've they, they've got to agree that players cannot bet. Right. So how do you go to bat for a player if he gets a, really a severe penalty? This is going to be severe. The mm-hmm. question is how yeah. severe. So it, it's so it's like it's it's kind of a quote unquote permanent suspension if if that's the case if you're just indefinitely suspended, and it, it would be less likely for the NFLPA to fight you in that sense. I guess is what is what Chap's saying here. So that that so if if we hear indefinite suspension, that doesn't just mean one year, Matt. It could be much longer than that. Yeah, yeah. In- I, I think it'll probably be 
an unspoken lifetime ban. I, I you know, unspoken. If if that's the case, if, that he if comes, that's yes. the case, if he bet on the Colts for or against and multiple times, and it's really really bad, a lot of transactions, whether he did it or through a third party, it doesn't even matter. Then I, I think it might be it might be it. But I, I think Mike's probably right. I think they'll probably not come right out and say that. I did. I think SportsHandle.com is who had the story initially, mm-hmm. and again, citing sources and is. You just have to decide whether you want to trust the sources. I generally do with certain things. They called it pervasive gambling with Rogers, and at the time they didn't mention his name. And they mentioned that he bet over a hundred times. There were uh, uh, over a hundred bets placed, and that it was on NFL games. And I believe it did say that there were Colts games. Mm-hmm. It did. Th- that report, that original right. report, did say. And, that. and I, I have seen nothing to come out since then. To refute anything that they put out there. I mean, again, some some sites and some posts I really really question, and some I don't. And then ESPN came up with this with Stephen Holder, mm-hmm. and, and we have we we heard things. Chris Hagen heard things. Yep. And you just you just couldn't confirm it. Right. And you know it, it's easy for some people to throw things out there before you really can confirm it. And we just we can't do that. You, you have to have a level of you know, of what you can go with. But we have not heard by any means the end of this. And, the you know, the only thing that remains is how heavy will the hammer be? And it's it, this isn't this isn't if it's when. Yeah, it's understandable that this is going to be a tight lipped investigation because of the sensitivity. Of the topic. But, but how much more did you need to know? Right. Exactly. That, I mean, that's, he, that's what I was getting at. His, his, his Twitter thing said basically, yeah, I did it. Exactly. You know, and I'm sorry I did it. Now, I guess maybe for the, the severity, but again, if they if the league has already found out that he bet on one Colts game, isn't that enough? I think in, it is. Instead of 10 I or 15, I, 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 so I don't know what level, uh, how, how much in depth you need to go on your investigation when you know that, he yes, he did this, this, and this. We don't know the exact number of this as he did because I don't know that it matters, especially if you bet on NFL games and certainly – if you bet on your own team, and and if you bet on your own team to lose, even worse. If that's if that's case, you're, you're trying to find what, what what is the more worst case scenario, and I I would question any Colts player betting on his team in November, December last year, mm-hmm. as much of a train wreck as that was. Absolutely. But, so it, this this is this is going to be tragic. It's bad for the team from a personnel standpoint. I guess from an image, image standpoint, although they did nothing wrong in this but personally this this is potentially a career killer yeah for a guy that's 25 devastating for him for his family um he's he, he's 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 burned away 2.7 million dollars this year right and if he has a decent if he had had a decent year this year uh, what's what's his extension six or seven million dollars yeah, a year depends so on how good he is for a second second uh it's a second, second contract. contract in the NFL, man. That's huge. Like that's what players play that's for what, to get to that second contract. Once you did that, you've made it. The NFL stands for not for long for a reason. Because there's guys like Ben Banigou who you think flame out, but now apparently has a job in Dallas for somehow they saw something. But he won't get much. That, no. that that's a minimum. Exactly. But for for big contracts, Rodgers like would have played. Yes. Would have gotten if he had played well. Starting he, cornerback salary. They would, which is six seven million dollars minimum. Exactly, and that's for multiple years. That's at least a two year contract. Track, you know, I feel, with, I feel for him, 
but this but is a this time, is a this is a him problem. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like this is this is the uh, the bed that you have made. This is the grave that you have dug. Consequences. Yeah. And I'm not as familiar with the the Detroit and Commanders case with with those guys that are suspended indefinitely. Do you guys know were they accused of betting on their own team? No, those were uh, alleged. Uh, just betting on the on, NFL, on, on the NFL, not on their own team. Okay. From, from uh, what you know, I understand, I do, I do recall that. I, okay. I do recall reading that. Yeah. So, which would then make this Isaiah Rogers case kind of a first case test case, which yes. means the hammer's going to drop. Right, and that's what Pete Rose was accused of. If we compare it back to baseball, is and he did uh, betting on his own t- on his own team on the Reds. He claims he always bet on the Reds to win, but that's still that's still not. Not acceptable. That is still what it's the NFL teams know. It's that it's not enough. And so, so, and it's 2022 or 2023, and it's people are still staying saying reinstate Pete. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't go away so easily. But uh, but th- this brings us to the Colts right now to a position we touched on this earlier. But uh, Juju Brents will be um, will be out there. Uh, Darius Rush uh, will be out there. Uh, Jalen Jones, more, maybe rush more than we thought initially. Right, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so you have those three guys that you drafted. Um, Daryl Baker is another corner you've had on your team who's seen action in a couple games. They've started some during OTAs. They've had uh, uh, Dallas Flowers on one side and, and uh, right Tony Baker, Tony, ba- Tony Brown, Tony Brown on the other side with allowing. Kenny, Kenny Moore to really work inside more, yep. which is what they want to do. You, you have to keep Kenny inside. That's that's, that's what he's best at, man. Exactly. If, if you want, if you want Kenny, like if you want what you've paid him for, if you want what, and, and that's that's a reasonable question from fans. I think is why don't you move Kenny outside? Well, Kenny, Kenny's good inside. Like Kenny is dynamic inside. That's why. It's another reason why you don't move Quentin Nelson to tackle because right because right. that's that's not that's not what he does not he's, he's not a pro he's not an all pro out there Kenny is a Pro Bowl interior nickel corner who can make great plays in the slot is a very good slot cornerback he had a down year last year I think he has some real questions to answer coming into this year but we know the talent he has because we've seen him make big plays for this team in the past from that position right. which is what he's really good at. So you you want you drafted all these guys because you think that they can maybe be ex- outside quarterbacks right. because you know that Kenny is your inside quarterback. Right, and so. You like the size on the outside too, yes. and, and that's what these new new corners bring. Yep, you got to have size on the outside. Like this is I remember the days when I was growing up. I don't know if you remember, chap, but uh, this might be a name from the past. But a J- old Jets cornerback, Mark McMillan, was like five four or five five. And that, that gave me hope as a young, small boy uh, in 1992 who opened up his tops trading cards, who saw a quarterback was 5'5 in the NFL. I said, maybe I could be there one day. But no, here I am instead talking in illustrious uh, studio with, uh, with various television and audio paraphernalia uh, chatting about uh, other players who are in the NFL with you fine gentlemen here today. One of the guys they drafted were, you know, Brents is 6'3", and the other two guys, Rush and Jones, are 6'2". Yep. And that's what that that's where they want to go now, and and you know I say the the one that will benefit most from this unfortunate situation probably is Rush, because mm-hmm. he'll be thrust up the depth chart quicker maybe than what they anticipated. Yeah, I, I'd already had Brent's pretty much penciled in at being yeah. where he was picked and, and kind of his pedigree that he would be their day one starter, mm-hmm. and then that second outside starter mm-hmm. I wasn't sure maybe Rush maybe somebody else or yeah Rush Darius Rush. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe Isaiah Rogers, maybe Dallas Flowers, but now it's kind of looking like it, 
odds are better yeah. for Brett than they were. Yeah, we we are gonna gonna wrap up a little bit early today. We uh we had uh, some uh, some timing uh, concerns here. So many people want to be inside this room, guys. I mean, it is. It I is, see why it is a bastion of, a of media uh, media excellence that uh. Uh, that we are kind of multi-purpose room exactly but uh but that that's the only thing that 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 is of relevance right now i think that most colts fans are, are talking about like is uh, is anthony richardson still out at otas yes still, still gonna be on he's still gonna be there so we'll see him next week when it's uh, mandatory minicamp so we'll have plenty more to talk about then uh, a little bit more on the field we encourage you to subscribe get us delivered to your pod, uh, podcast listening device as soon as it drops uh every week here throughout uh, the off season beyond when uh, pretty soon the season's gonna come up but uh from mike chapel follow his work on Online, mchapel51 on Twitter at fox59.com, cbs4indy.com. Matt Adams is at statomatty on Twitter. I'm Dave Griffiths at DaveG underscore sports. We'll see you next week on the Colts Blue Zone podcast.